0: This is Seven Sports.
1: Good morning and welcome to another edition of Butties for Breakfast Live here on Seven Sport. It is Saturday the 1st of May. Where has 2021 gone? May already. Can't believe it. Bank holiday, so enjoy yourselves. And enjoy yourselves by being disciplined in here when you go and watch football. You know, still behind closed doors, but public parks, there will be games going on in the Reg Davis Cup and in the Lost the cup as well, and uh, there are some Hellenic games as, as well. As the Hellenic Challenge Cup reaches its climax of the group stage, final round of group fixtures being played this weekend. Um, so, a lot going on, a lot going on, and we're looking to keep our eye on all of it. My name's Ryan Butler, and as ever, joined by my right hand man to the left hand side, Kelsey Demaria. Kelsey, how are Morning. you, mate? Yeah, I am all right, mate.
2: All Good right. week. Yeah, it's you know standard stuff, you know, work, same, same can't swear on the radio, but same stuff, different day. Can't swear unlike you did, on the commentary the other night.
1: Yeah, and I didn't take it out of the listen again. Unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> well, I know. Just put it down to Mark Pritchett. Just, you know, <laughs> bad influence that he is on me. And I was just caught up in the emotion. So, uh, I think it's the second rude word I've ever I've said in probably about eight years worth commentating on 7Sport. Disappointing, really. Disappointing. But... Uh, <laughs> What well, I would say to you, mate, is did you enjoy tidying your flat yesterday? Yeah, mate. Oh,
2: lovely. Lovely and clean now. Lovely all, and clean. All tidy. Clean
1: flat. Clean mind. All that, you know. I mean, this is genuinely putting you on the spot here. You going to go to a game today? What's the crack? Uh, I'm it? having a look at a few games,
2: um, which I could potentially go to.
1: So you're a busy man. With yeah. the everything opening up, you're, you're more sociable than I am. But mm. It's non-football related, socialising. Yeah, related. Um, so you're out tonight. So you want to stay local. So I'm going with Lydney, uh, going to Lydney with uh, with Long Levens. Going to go meet. Uh, I might be in the bus with Craig Martin with with the kit. <laughs> so that could be where where I end up. But you to stay local. Couple yeah. of Red Devils games. We had a couple of tweets this morning. Well, I did the, um on my account this morning because I um put the the link for the show up on my account. Seven Sport taking a, a boycott as a as a collective, but as an individual, I posted the link. Had a tweet in from uh, from Mark East, Gloucester City fan, who enjoys dog walks in public areas, especially when there is games of football happening. So I sort of told him where the bo- like, despite the fact I don't own a dog, sort of told him where the b- best dog walking routes are going to be at about three o'clock this afternoon, <laughs> especially in the Gloucester area. You know, <laughs> just doing my bit for for the public. That's what that is <laughs>
2: I'm not sure where I'm going to be going there later, mate, to be fair. Iron up a couple of games. I know that Longford are at home in the uh, in the Gloucester Cup.
1: We're going to take all game in the Gloucester, could, Gloucester Cup as well, go though. There.
2: Um do, 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 One of my mates who plays for Shirlington Rovers, they're at home against Renegade, so that one's potential in the Cheltenham League. Um, Renegade's
1: who potentially might have Kim Squires playing for them. So yeah, exactly, friend mate. versus cousin. Mm, exactly, mate. <laughs> ah, that screams decent, doesn't it? <laughs> you're, put, you're put off going to Barnwood, I think, because was potentially injured. Although he yeah. did say to me last night, the 11th hour, he thinks he's going to be okay. So that influences your decision there, mate. You might be Ooh. able to go to Barnwood. Possibly, mate. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, we, we did a couple of games midweek, a couple of Hellenic uh, Cup games. And they were quite interesting in the way that they've set up two grandstand finishes today in the final fixture of the Hellenic Cup, Group 1 and Group 2. Um, we'll start with a Group 2, because we went and did our first Group 2 game um, on Tuesday night, we went to Stonehouse. A lovely little trip out there for their game against Brimscombe. In what can only be described as uh, what Sam Pryor said to me: "Sorry, you had to come and watch that at dross." One-one, <laughs> it finished, and what that meant with the result in uh, Malmesbury, uh, well, in Bassett uh, losing to the Malmesbury Victoria, is that Brimscombe have won the group by the, the virtue of goal difference because it's Bassett going to have to overturn a six-goal. Uh, difference and it also means if Stonehouse were to win at Bassett today uh, win at home to Bassett I think in fact uh, no either way away at Bassett then they're through they've qualified and yeah you know, it's a big carrot for, for for Stonehouse and you've got to say Kels uh, looking at the group and looking at the two remaining fixtures they had in Broomscombe then Wood and Bassett if they were to win today and get themselves through in group two it had of achievement for Stonehouse and Chris Burns side.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw sort how competitive they were in that second half against against Brimscombe. Uh, you know, not to say that they that they weren't competitive in the first half, but I, they, neither the, side, yeah, they. N- neither side were <laughs> were really what you would call competitive in uh, in that sort of game. Um, but yeah, and they came out in the second half and sort of put Brimscombe to the sword a little bit to be fair without without scoring more than one goal they sort of dominated the, the large portion of the of the second half and you know we know that they've got quality players and um, you know Joe Williams obviously got the goal on uh, on Tuesday Tuesday night against Brimscombe thought he had a good showing down the right hand side and and through the middle as well, when he, when he could break the back line of the of the defence, rated Harry Burns in midfield as well. He, mm. he looked to get on the ball quite a lot. Uh, yeah, spray the ball around. Mm-hmm. his a link-up play as well with his other midfield partners and, and the wingers. And uh, you know, I think Stonehouse have got the makings of a, of a decent little side yeah. there. So I think.
1: I mean, realistically, you know, I was looking at the Stonehouse team the next day when I was doing the match report. They were missing a few players. Um, obviously, we we commented at the time that you know they were shorter on the bench than uh, were, only had the three subs to to possibly make. You know, you look at that midfield, for example, how competitive that midfield was, and you know it was missing someone like Alex Kibble, who has been you know one of Stonehouse's best players for for a number of seasons. You know, last time we saw them against uh, Bishop's Cleeve, he had a, a a great game in the middle. So yeah, they they were missing a couple, but at the same time they looked very very good. Um, especially with some of the the Div 1 websites that we do see, sometimes they... I don't know, I just sort of feel like I'm left wanted more with a couple of them. But, yeah, with Stonehouse, they look like they've got the makings, and, and if they can just fine tune that, get a couple of players in um, over the summer, then I don't see why they can't you know grow and improve over the, the next year or so. But we've had a, a message in early already. Nick McGurk, who is coming up on the show today, Abbey Mead, Rovers manager... Already trying to drop his influence in on UCALS, saying, Yeah, I know down Abbey to Mead Abbey are at Mead. Home. they are at home today, aren't they? And I've got to say, that fixture is a pretty big fixture Yeah, when it comes to the Reg Davis Cup. Basically, how it's all set up is that Abbey Mead are uh, third in Group D, Civil Service are group, uh, sorry, and second. So if Abbey Mead win, they pull joint second it's going to be unlikely they're going to go top unless Abbey Mead win like 8-0. <laughs> like if they go above um, civil service. But Abby Mead have just started to find that bit of rhythm, a bit of, bit of form and just keeping tabs with the, the top teams in that group. So we'll speak to Nick McGurk about that and how he's finding um, the return to football. And also we'll speak to him about his son, Callum McGurk, who had sort of broken through in the Long Levens first team in the, the last couple of games. Started, of course, against Sleeve. In midweek, um, also on the show, we also speak to Lidney Town striker Brad Keir. Um, he joins us to preview uh, the featured game. Are be going to and have live commentary of, which is Lidney Town versus Longlevens in a winner-take-all game in Group One. Um, yeah, after Longlevens' defeat against Bishop's Cleave and Lydney's win at uh, Tuffley in the midweek, well, against Tuffley, sorry, in the midweek games, it's all set up for a clash that. Long Leavens have to win and Lydney mustn't lose in order to advance with Bishopsleaf who won 3-2 last night in their final fixture of the group stage against Tuffley Rovers. And we also have gone international. This week I caught up with Logan Roach yesterday. Logan Roach used to play for glossy under 18s and Long Leavens. He is currently playing for Iowa Lakes uh, University side. He sent me a message on Thursday saying, hey, the game's being streamed on YouTube if you fancy watching it. I watched it. And honestly, it was unbelievable. <laughs> the whole, it, it was just a live stream, standard live stream. Um, two American commentators for the home side. There, there was uh Iowa Triton. And, yeah, uh, speak to him about that. Speak to him about the commentators. Speak to him about being also called by the commentators an Englishman. Logan <laughs> Ritchie, as we know, is a proud Welshman. <laughs> he didn't take too kindly to that. But, I mean, uh, if you saw my Twitter feed, I was enjoying it because the two commentators were called Hank and Link. <laughs> I thought someone was having me on. Amazing. And so it's like, I turned it on, straight. So, I haven't even spoken to you about this. This is, like, the first time I'm telling you. So I've put it on my telly, put it on the YouTube, on the YouTube, you know where I was last week. I was on the YouTube. We'll play a clip of me on the YouTube later on. <laughs> um, so yeah, I put it on. You know, not don't know what to expect. And the first thing I see is the players on the pitch, and you know, when they come out and they like lined up, and the tannoy announcer just reads, um, reads the names. But like usually over here you get. So when like Charlie reads out for Gloucester City, you'd be like. Number one, Reese Lovett, Way, mm. yeah. But it's like they—he read the, th- the name out of the player, and like everyone got a standing ovation. And everyone <laughs> stood up, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a way. It was like, Whoa, yeah, yeah, what a player! I'm like, <laughs> I mean, this is just over. Like, I started to think that a bit over the top? Like, we kind of have that, but at equal measure. Like, you don't get a rousing like round of applause per <laughs> name, and then. They all stood there, and then, then, then the talent goes, now we have our national anthem. Sorry? What? I was like, what? Well, don't you have know, anything wrong with that? Playing national anthem at the game? What's wrong it's with a that? Standard game. So what's we're going go to go to Long Leaven's Bishops' Cleeve, and they're going to play... Them? Yeah,
2: but they play the national anthem at every American sporting event. American football, <laughs> oh, NBA, MLB. It's they play so it everywhere. American. So, Just so American. American. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's alien to you, but it's not alien to... It's, it, they do it every single every single sport OTC, event. OTC, mate, for me. Nah, I don't know. So, I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't like, think there's anything wrong with it
1: that. Was, it's, it's like, yeah, and then they play the national anthem, and then they get into the game, and, and the, uh, the broadcasters are about to come out, and they don't know why, but you could hear like the, produ- the production sort of counting them in, and they were like, yeah, you're going live in three, two, one. Immediately, I, as someone who went to uni, and you'll know exactly what they've done wrong there, you don't say the two and the one. Mm. Five, four. Right. Three. Well, we
2: know, we never used to say the one. We used to leave. We used to leave the two in there, and then, yeah. and then, so and then the, one, the one. Definitely would, the one, one would go. you leave out. Yeah.
1: You can't like oh that's tricky. But he's come on. He's uh... welcome to the broadcast, um, <laughs> Hank Ambrose. Your name is not Hank Ambrose, <laughs> and he then says, "I'm joined by my friend and co co co, co- commentator, Link." No surname, Link. <laughs> and I just thought, mate, what am I watching here? Um, just
2: called Link.
1: And and I made note uh, in the form of a tweet about the phrases I heard in the first half commentary. Because <laughs> obviously I'm a Man United fan as well. So Man United were playing in the Europa League. So what I ended up doing was watching the second half on my laptop with the sound off. So I couldn't enjoy the commentary for the second half. But the first half commentary genuinely... It was like a parody of American commentary. And it's just insane. Let me just grab you this tweet here. So some of the phrases that were said, defender's played a long ball. Mm -hmm. He's played a Hail Mary pass. (laughs) Uh, Guys had a decent run, skipped past a couple of players and then had a shot. And Hank has uh, turned around to me, me directly said to me, no one else. He said... He must have woken up crisscross applesauce. <laughs> now, I still don't know what that means. No. Um, and it's about a quarter of an hour into the game. Now, if we're commentating that, we'd say 15 minutes into the first half. 15 minutes gone here wherever. Mm-hmm. He said, 32 minutes, five seconds left on the game clock. <laughs> and what's weird as well, and I, 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 obviously American sports do it. But they stop the game, like the clock on the game, when the ball's like out of play or whatever, and they just play 45 minutes. There's no additional time or anything like that. But that's an American sport thing as well, isn't it, really? Mm, and a rugby thing yeah, as well. kind of. Yeah. You tend to not see that in football too often. Yeah,
2: well, you know, so, so long as they're playing the correct amount of time, who cares? And what
1: I would say is... I mean, it's right.
2: basically like playing stoppage time, but...
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> But I was delighted to, uh, to also see that there, despite the fact that I wasn't watching English football, um, the referee in standard was still abysmal. <laughs> My God.
2: To be expected.
1: So, Iowa Lakes won 3-1. We spoke to Logan Roach uh, afterwards. Um, so, we'll, we'll hear from him in just a second. Um, but, yeah, I recommend it, Kels. <laughs> American football, American soccer, you know, Iowa Lakes. That's the team we're following. We're, we're Iowa Lakes. Is it? We as fans of Iowa Lakes, we're called Lakesmen. <laughs> what? That's that's where fans are called, mate. I was even chiming in on the YouTube comments when I. No,
2: of course you were. Because like, this referee is awful. Of course you were. The
1: referee's abysmal. <laughs> and some other people like, yeah, that Ryan guy knows this referee's terrible. And I was like, yeah, I do know. Like, oh, it's ridiculous because this player's been cleaned out in the box, right? Absolutely cleaned out. Referee given a free kick the other way for a dive. has not booked him. The most annoying thing about that is he didn't book him for the time. <laughs> if you're going to give it, you book him. But he didn't. But either way, what we're going to do is we're going to hear my uh, chat with Logan Roach, catching up with him, how he's getting on in life in America, and also asking him whether his poker's improved after the last time I saw him was a 2am trip to a casino whilst away with Long Levens in Plymouth. But nice little catch-up with Logan Roach, and then we have Top Loader Dancing in the Moonlight. You're listening to Sport. This is 7Sport. And we're back on 7Sport with Buddies for Breakfast. And I'm delighted to say that joining us from across the pond is uh, a young man who uh, we've followed a lot here at 7Sport in the last few years. It's Mr. Logan Roach. Good morning or good evening to you, mate. How are you? I'm, I'm good.
3: I'm good. Uh, morning here.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I received a message from you in the week um, about a game that you were were playing in sent me a, a youtube link Had a little yeah. watch gotta say mate miss that throwing mr throwing don't miss your <laughs> poor corners talk now what'd you make of the game uh the one
3: midweek uh the isle western game good game uh dominated most of it uh, i think we were unlucky to lose uh, they got like one lucky goal mm-hmm. uh quite quite late on um but i mean they're ranked number one in the nation as of right now so it's, it's always gonna be a tough Tough game
1: to play against them, and then the one on uh, you know the, the game where you won three one against Triton. You know, watching that one, yeah. good game of football. I was quite surprised by uh, the standard that, that, that you know I've seen over the last couple of games. The most yeah. important sort of question for you really is, you know, since you've been out in America, you know what have you made of the standard of football out there? I'd say it's quite high. Like
3: most. Uh, players that will come up against in like my conference specifically uh, mostly all internationals mm-hmm. so like I haven't really seen many Americans playing I don't know if that's because of their standards not quite as high but quite. the standard of inter- internationals that come here is it's pretty good and
1: how have you settled into it you know how, I'm trying to sort of remember when you actually went out there how long have you been actually in Iowa at the moment
3: uh, almost 10 months now I came out uh, August last year
1: how, how have you found it uh, since, since obviously going out there
3: I've quite enjoyed it I've enjoyed it. i mean the town that i'm in is quite small so there's not much to do so you kind of have to find ways to keep yourself entertained but apart from
1: that I, I've, I've quite enjoyed it what do you do to keep yourself entertained mate you, you can't just uh, dip that oh. one in there you're gonna have to tell us now no what, what,
3: what do i do to keep myself entertained uh fifa is a main one uh, that that's that's a regular is it the american
1: um, fifa you have to play
3: oh yeah it is <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it's that. I bet that's different I bet that's not as good
3: well I mean it's exactly the same but you know
1: nah. what's the standard of FIFA player like it within your, your team
3: um some players are really good other players not not uh, so good
1: please tell It'll me you're real. flying the flag for us you yeah. have to be surely oh,
3: oh yes of course of course definitely up there. <laughs>
1: Because <laughs> uh, I recall sort of uh, The back end of, of last year I was getting a few Snapchats from you Having, having, having fun yeah. mate That's you know, what, it's, what it's all about Much different From the last time I actually yeah. saw you Which would have been I'm pretty sure It would have been The uh, trip to Falmouth When you and I Ended up in a casino At 2am
3: that that could have been the last time.
1: Has your poker improved since? You
3: know, I haven't actually played it since. <laughs>
1: what about you? What about your <laughs> overall <laughs> gambling? <laughs> is your overall gambling improved, or are you not a gambling man now?
3: Oh, I, I mean, I'm technically not allowed, but you know, there's ways around it. Jesus. But <laughs> there's ways around it. There always is.
1: Now, obviously, the game. Coming back to the game on, uh, on Thursday night, we'll bring it back to, to topic. But um, yeah, yeah one three one. It was on YouTube. <laughs> have you been able to watch it back yet at all? No, I haven't. Because, I'm pretty sure, unless I'm mistaken, the two American commentators, Hank and Link, they right. described you as English. Oh. Said you were from England. Now, oh. as uh, someone who knows you and knows you're a proud Welshman, I thought it was up to me to, to give you that bad news. Oh. What's your reaction oh. to that? I,
3: I'm, I might have to be having words with <laughs> Hank and <Link. laughs>
1: Have you had And also one thing as well Have you You know Have you shaved any eyebrows off While, you're, while you've been in no, America No there, there has been no eyebrow shaving Since being here That,
3: that was a one time thing
1: Good And and, and <laughs> You know Obviously being uh, In a different country For um, Ten months is, is hard anyway Obviously With obviously everything yeah. that's going on Pandemic wise and, and Everything like that mm-hmm. You know How hard has it been um, You know Over there at the moment uh,
3: I mean for us it hasn't really been that difficult like we've been able to do a lot of the things that we wanted to do
1: so I imagine uh, you're within a bubble are you Pardon? are you like within a bubble within your team or?
3: I mean yeah we were for a while uh, and then a lot of the guys went home and then came back over Christmas and then came back in January so they've kept, they kept us in a bubble up until like where the season started mm-hmm. but I think now because we're traveling everywhere and we're going to different places they're not as lenient on yeah. if, if we like leave the town or something like that
1: and obviously you know we 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 see you know the the youtube videos and then the the live streams of the actual games but what's the the course been like that, that's gone around with that you know how how have you found that in the first year
3: um getting here at first was i mean it's exciting like you know mm-hmm. going out to a different country uh the first two weeks of quarantine didn't like it at all uh i think netflix was the only thing that got me through <laughs> that but the, the training part is good yeah i enjoy the training i mean the coat the coaches are tough which you know you you want them to be to push you uh fitness is a, a big thing yeah yeah like you have to be able to run a lot which before coming here i never really used to do never really used to go forward but you know uh being here now the coaches want me to do it so I had, had to put in the work but I, I think I think I'm there or getting there still
1: can you sort of wins, tell can, you, can, can you tell like uh, you know within your game that you know you've potentially improved on on certain aspects
3: yeah, I I think I could yeah especially going forward like def- defensively I think I'm I've improved but that's just going to happen over time anyway
1: mm-hmm.
3: but going forward 100% yeah I've definitely improved from what I used to be
1: you know what's sort of next for you then you know is it just a continue of this progression or have you set yourself targets what, what's the crack
3: so for me now I'll leave Iowa in December um, and then transfer for another two years uh, in like a, a four year university mm-hmm. which hopefully would be like a, a D1 or a D2 of the NCAA which would be probably a better standard than what I'm playing now
1: any universities um, in particular or is it You know, how does that work
3: uh, well I mean you have to make a highlight reel which I've done now send it to my coaches so now it's just them passing it around uh, coaches are getting in contact with me then and then and we'll talk and see about offering and uh, scholarships and that. But,
1: so is there a case you have I to mean, play like tryout games and things like that or?
3: No. I mean, to play in the starting eleven, yes, you probably would have to play trial games, mm-hmm. but that's just with the players that they bring in and what they already have.
1: Right, okay, quite exciting then. Obviously, you know, it, it ties you down to to a university for for effectively foreseeable. So, you know,
3: it's, oh, yeah.
1: it's going to be one where you probably end up coming home sort of as and when you can. You know, are you yeah. missing home? You know, what's the the thing about England or, or Wales um, that you miss the most?
3: That's, that's a big question i'd say probably just going to the pub with the boys that's that's definitely a big one that i miss um i mean i, I do miss um. Mm. like 10 months away 10 months away from family and friends is quite a big ask but i mean i try not to think about it too much i just do what i have to do here
1: yeah well imagine obviously when you know pandemic sort of dies down a little bit and stuff like that you know there's probably more scope potentially for you to come back i assume you'd like to uh, think so yeah. anyway yeah, I mean, I
3: mean, I'm back uh, this summer for about a month and a half, and then I'm back out here for, for another season.
1: When are you looking to come back?
3: Uh, I've currently kind of got a flight booked for June 10th, which uh, for us would be after Nationals if we can make it there, which hopefully we do.
1: Pretty sure I'm off that next week. This is turning into an exciting prospect here. The, re- the reunion, mate. We need to hit a casino in Plymouth. 2am, you and me. <laughs> Just like old times. <laughs>
3: has to be the same one yeah. has to be the same one can't can't be a different
1: one i mean i've i've told the story a number of times that uh, of mm-hmm. of the little old lady in there who was teaching us how to play poker who pulled out uh you know that wedge of cash and people just seem to think oh, it was. Yes. A, people think i'm making it up but i'm saying no honestly it's true oh, no. that happened <laughs>
3: It is truly what happened. <laughs> so, what, what, <laughs> that,
1: woman, that woman was impressive. She was because I, I remember because it was you, me, and just a couple of other blokes, and like we were just looking at her again. We could literally mug you right now, but she was <laughs> just stone stone cold killer. She was ready for it. Oh, yeah. It's impressive, but you know, she had a better poker face than you, mate. That's for sure. Oh, I'm
3: pretty sure everyone in that
1: place had a better <laughs> poker face. <than> <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, with it being uh, you know Saturday tomorrow, and obviously the weekend ahead, um, you know when yep. when when's your next game? What sort of What's the fixture list sort of looking like for you?
3: So, for us now, we have three more games
1: mm-hmm. left before
3: playoffs start. So, we've got a game Sunday and then Wednesday and Saturday.
1: Obviously, this Saturday coming up, being obviously tomorrow, today when this goes out, you know, what yep. what's, what's going to be happening? What's, what's Logan Roach going to be doing over in Iowa?
3: Sunday we play and we have a home game Sunday um, play that try try and get some uh, some college work done and dusted coming up to the exam week now I think we've got two weeks left so just trying to get through as much of that as I can and then well Wednesday we're playing away so we got quite a, a wild trip with that one uh, same as Saturday
1: sounds like it's all hands to the pump for you mate it looks like you're keeping yourself busy trying to well Logan thanks very much mate for joining us and, and yeah it was a, a delight watching you play football again mate it really was i
3: well, hopefully you'll be seeing you back in England at some point in the future
1: thank you very much mate for joining us on the show Logan wrote for the best sports coverage in the west
0: visit
4: 7sport.co.uk
1: and we're back on 7sport that was Top loader Dancing in the Moonlight Accompanying the interview and a chat, a catch-up that I had with Logan Roach just before that. A reminder that 7Sport so, are under the social media boycott this weekend. Um, but if you do have any views, uh, questions, queries, opinions on local football, still tweet us, get in contact uh, at 7Sport, facebook.com forward slash 7Sport and info at 7 uk on the email. Or you can tweet us individually, at KJ DeMaria for Kelsey, and at A Bacon Butty for me, which is what uh, Ian DeMaria has done, and he has said that, Standard. Uh, well, at KJ DeMaria, has changed since he left home. He never knew the words tidying up when he was at home. In fact, his old room still needs his stuff clearing out.
2: Yeah, well, keep reminding me about it. I ain't going to do it, so how about What stuff have you still got your parents? just like books and stuff
1: and old, old things you don't read I've heard what do you, you mean read, I, I read don't read before your life, mate. what do you mean I don't read I you read get. quite a bit actually what was the last book you read
2: um, the last book I read was actually a book on uh, per, like personal finance and stuff like that so quite boring quite old 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 person stuff you know <laughs> Until 25 was, now most big Sam's autobiography
1: Christ how long ago was that it's been ages ago. About eighteen months ago, probably I read that. Eight, two years ago, I need to start Andy Coles when I've got it. I need to need to start one. Um, Who else? Like, what
2: what's else the, have I what read? your favourite book you've ever read? My favourite book that I've ever read. My Fiction, God. non-fiction, anything. Your favourite book? I can't believe you just throw me in a question. Which like Harry Potter is your favourite? <laughs> yeah, it probably would be one of those to be fair. Um, I don't. Know. Oh God. Um, I don't know. I quite liked the Order of the Phoenix book. I think that was quite good. Um, I like those books, a series of unfortunate events as well. I don't know. If Never reread really read, read them. Never read them. They're no, on Netflix really. now as a series. Um, would recommend. Would recommend.
1: My uh, um, favorite book probably got...
2: probably like a Mister Men book or something like that. You know. <laughs>
1: Who's your favorite Mister Men? Um... But it's Mr. Tickle. You're yeah, villain. Mr. Tickle. You're
2: an absolute villain. Yeah, it good. be Mr. Tickle, mate. Of course it is. Mine was uh, Mr. Greedy. Mr. Bump. I liked him as well. It's and uh, Mr. Happy.
1: Mr. Greedy know? and Mr. Strong. And I like Mr. Of course strong. you like Mr. Greedy. Of course I, you did. I liked Mr. Strong because he was just a square. Strong shape. Strong yeah, corners. He, he was strong, strong wasn't he? He, was yeah, a, mis- he? was a strong old boy. Oh, Mr. Greedy. He used to just do whatever he wanted. He used to do whatever he wanted. Didn't care. Mm. Loved it. And I, just... didn't, mind, I didn't, didn't mind Mr. Happy. You know, because he was just like a
2: circle Just a big smiley face. Smiley face with hands. (laughs) Just a big yellow smiley face.
1: Tweet us. Who is your favourite Mr. It's the original emoji. Yeah, happy. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, My favourite book I think I've ever read is the most recent Sir Alex Ferguson autobiography. I think. Um, I'll tell you what is good. Actually, very good. I I Um, tend to read autobiographies
2: a lot. Harry Redknapp. A man walked onto a pitch where he goes through. Uh, you know sort of his his six decades mm. of of football management and being involved in football and basically picks his best team of that decade yeah um some really interesting points in there about uh you know old formations and old tactics and you know his his playing days and you know uh, Stories about the likes of you know like Bobby Moore and um, you know modern day like Sounds John, right John Terry sure. and things like that. I've actually got it, mate. If you uh, if you want to read it, it uh, it's actually at my parents' house still. So uh <laughs> see,
1: I do any in a favour. I am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I <laughs> recommend it when it comes to books and stuff. I, if I'm not reading a, an autobiography, it's either just like a historical book. Like it's, it's very dark to say it on a Saturday morning breakfast show, but Mein Camp is something that I've read like within the last few, few years it's something that you
2: bring the mood down
1: a bit yeah it, <laughs> it's not it's not like is that really
2: um, let's move on from that bit
1: Mr. Men book I've read a Mr. Bit. Men
2: books for my dad Mr. Grumpy obviously <laughs> what
1: are you trying to say about Ian
2: well he's got Mr. Grumpy socks at home so
1: I bet you bought one man.
2: probably yeah shocking though and it, I, I don't know whether there was one like Mr. Mean or oh, uh, something like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't. Rem- I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I've got all the Miss Men books at or home. Was the tiny so. one? Probably Mister Mr. Tiny, yeah, or probably Mister Small. Mister Tall was one of the, the really long legs. Yes, yeah, like they had it. the uh, yeah.
1: the cartoons as well, didn't they?
2: Mm, yeah, they did. They, they weren't as go good. Work. They weren't as good
1: though. I used to like them. They weren't too bad.
2: Which which was the one which was just basically like a massive squiggle, like Mr. Messi or something like it's that.
1: Mr. Messy, yeah. <laughs> it looked like uh, it looked like a basic version of Tangler from Pokemon. I say <laughs> like, it's weird, but what what a segue that was. But what else? Come on, then. what else have you got in your parents? You need to clear out. We're um, we trying to help you here. I, I've, I've, I've this could all be coming to a
2: car booth and Say I'll need you. I genuinely think it's just like bits that I have uh, from like my, you know my childhood and things like that. Maybe if I want to keep them. Um, any, anything that's, like, sentimental to me. I'm not really a sentimental fair, person, mate. but...
1: you I mean, Ian's giving you stick, but when my older brother moved out of, of our parents' house, I mean, that would have been whilst... Bef- well, probably just before I was at uni, probably. So that would have been, what, 2010, probably. Um, he first probably, like, moved out and stuff like that. And there is probably still some of his stuff there now in that room in my my old room I
2: imagine I imagine that it's weird because
1: I don't own a lot of stuff and I've never owned a lot of stuff so in my old room there's probably more of my older brother's older stuff than mine and he's probably not lived at our parents' house for over a decade (laughs) that's That's madness that's how how little stuff I actually own weird isn't it not not materialistic Mm. about you the, materialistic. If anything,
2: if anything, Ashley's got. And my girlfriend Ashley has got more I mean, stuff than me. Let's
1: be honest. Ashley's probably got more of her stuff in my in flat than flat. I've got yeah, in my flat. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah. Ryan just store it for a bit, and if that's okay, and, and we'll we'll come and pick it up. We mm. just got nowhere to put it. Mm. She's got nowhere to put it, mate. I might have to start charging you storage. As someone who works in the car insurance industry. £20 a day storage, mate. Start racking me up. <laughs> big rye storage. You know, big yell. Yellow storage. Everything's something storage. Self-storage. <laughs> rye storage. All right, well, I'll start charging you for all the lifts that I give you to Brimskerm. Yeah, if I start charging you 20 quid a day, that's going to outweigh how much you spend in petrol to go uh, to a game. I, for d- I don't know. Go to a game of football that you would have been going to anyway. Well, I'm, I'm not adding. Not to necessarily.
2: No, no. Who who's to say I want to go to, to all these games of football? I'm just taxiing you around. Just happened to be there.
1: I mean, Neil Spiller's reaction. When I, <laughs> Neil Spiller's reaction when I did tell him that you weren't going, you didn't want to do the game on Friday. Bishop Steve, toughly because you were tidying your your flat. Yeah, We've got adult things to do, mate. Sorry. The amount, sorry of, the amount of comments I got. of Games gone.
2: Yeah, sorry, Neil, but you know, <laughs>
1: adult things to do now. Adult so, things. To
2: tough, do. tough, mate. Tough.
1: What, like, leave tiny, stuff tiny at your parents' pair. house? Tiny in your flat. Yeah, that's an adult thing to do. What's your plans tonight, mate? What are my plans tonight? You're a social person. We discussed this already. Going to You're Two going Pigs. Out tonight. Going to Two Pigs in Cheltenham. You, you seem so excited
2: about this. Well, I don't I don't mind that, actually, because um, like, we've got a few people going. So, obviously, Connor. You've met Connor before?
1: Yeah, Connor Hamilton, Connor,
2: Connor's girlfriend. Um, Aiden. my friend Aiden's coming. And, obviously, Ashley's tagging along as well. God. You know, <laughs> if you had to rank
1: all of the guests, one from best best banter to the worst banter, uh, best banter to the worst banter. Uh, so if you had to if you had to if you had to rank them, Connor to your girlfriend, how would you rank them? Am I including <laughs> myself? Am I including
2: myself in this as well? Uh, no, your
1: banner's
2: is mate. Your banner is not not Oh, uh, probably Connor at the top, and then I don't know Ashley at the bottom, and then just everyone else in the middle somewhere. <laughs> uh, you're so lucky she doesn't listen to the show, mate. You really <laughs> yeah, She her, might mate. do, to be fair. You she know, might. She might do. I don't know. Imagine that. You never know, mate. I don't know
1: whether... Um, What's the first drink you're going to order when you go? Uh, the strongest drink possible, mate.
2: Are you driving? No, of course not. Why would I be driving? <laughs> <laughs> Why <would> I be <laughs> mate, driving? good job, son. You're saying that. I listening. will say... A... <laughs> you old <man's> man man. <laughs> so, a funny story. Well... Sort of funny.
1: Um, <laughs> funny for us, or <laughs> is If your, your mum and dad going to find this funny? Uh,
2: possibly. So, <laughs> obviously, last week, last Friday, uh, as you know, it was my granddad's funeral, and then we went to the uh, sort of the wake, I guess you could call it, down at Meadow Park um, for a few drinks. Now, during the day, I obviously drove my car to my parents, and then we walked round to my nan's where we all left for the crematorium together um, in separate cars. Mine was at my parents' because I knew that I was going to be having a drink in the evening, so I'd leave it, come back on Saturday morning after the show to get it, and that sort of thing. And then so we got to to Meadow Park, had a few drinks. It was a good time. You know, we we had a nice nice chat about uh, reminiscing and that sort of thing. It was good. Um, And then sort of walking home, um, and then... Mum mum sort of says to me, no, uh, no, we weren't walking home. We'd gone round to, we dropped my nan off at home and we were just round my nan's house and whatever. Uh, and then my mum sort of says to me, it's like, oh, you're going to be all right driving back? It's like, no, mum. <laughs> no, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I have had too much alcohol to drive back. I don't think that she uh, she, she was aware of, uh, that I'd be quite clearly over the, uh, the limit, the drink drive limit. So that's just a little bit of... Uh, Look, little, little bit of a mishap on my mum's part, trying to get me to drink drive. Unbelievable. Can't believe Which it. Which is
1: ironic because, you know, the fact that you have a, a Mercedes now.
2: More of a target now, mate.
1: Yeah, it means that you're, you know, you are more stereotypically going to be more likely to drink drive and be a knob. Mm. Like, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But no, what, A bit of road what, rage has uh, tripped into you, though.
2: Uh, to be fair, my mum has just texted me. She said. In fairness, she had had a gin or two or a couple more than that.
1: I, I, I thought, when 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 you talk about, like, uh, your mum drinking, I imagine she would have been a gin woman.
2: Yeah, well, my mum likes a gin. You'd like, an Archer's and, and lemonade as well. Or...
1: Other alcohol is available, of course. Yeah,
2: just, just whatever, mate. Just whatever's going,
1: you know. So is this the first time you're going to have gone to a, a pub or whatever since they've opened, is it?
2: Uh, no, I did go for... Um, a drink after work yesterday with a couple of people. The uh, the Norwood Arms in Cheltenham. Uh, sat outside. Had
1: so had you went out there. for a drink with your workmates. You you moan about your workmates or no, work people. No, I moan about work chats.
2: No, I moan I moan about work. <laughs> 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 Everyone moans <laughs> about work, mate.
1: <laughs> I don't really mind, I don't
2: really mind like some of the people that that the work there obviously I wouldn't go to to the pub with people that I hate <laughs> Yeah, you know, I go to work with people that I'm friends with at work go how to the was pub? it yeah it was alright you know sat there had a drink talked about football talked about like Cheltenham getting promoted and all that one of my mates he's a big Cheltenham fan talked about Forest Green what City fan how much uh, that hurt you I don't really care mate to be honest just brush it off water off a duck's back don't make don't make any difference to me what you <laughs> sat there with that, face, with that look, look like on your face, you like. You look
1: like you're not convinced by that at all. I'm like, who's trying to convince me or you? <laughs> uh, what do you mean, like what?
2: I don't really, I don't really care that Charnwood got promoted. I think it's good for the local
1: game, mate. Yeah, of course. That's your 7 sport head, but you're a City fan head. Nah, nah, not really. With your Magnolia fan head, how much did you enjoy Thursday night?
2: Didn't watch it, mate. could not tell you. Shocking.
1: You're a own <laughs> Shut up. You You told me first day I ever met you. Yeah. You're a maniac Are you suggesting that you're in my flat and you've lied to me in the past? All the time, mate. Unbelievable. All the time. And this could be a lie. You never know. And now you're just, you know, leaving your unwanted goods in Ian's, Ian's house. Yeah. If you turn that into a gym. Well, he yeah, he's turned room. it into his office, actually. Yeah, he's his work from he home needs office. to declutter your stuff. All,
2: all his snacks up there got his freezer up there and everything like what would he snacks be um just like crisps and bits like that you know just general snack stuff
1: ah uh, I thought it was going to be something exciting
2: well I don't I, I don't really know man I didn't really like you know rummage around in his little snack thing I was like oh, what you got in here
1: I didn't <laughs> really have a look I mean your snacks it will tell you your, sure, snacks, tell your you. snacks are usually boring
2: snacks in them themselves standard. like they're not
1: like how can they be ex- exciting stuff yeah, you know, exciting. Make him exciting. You know, flame hot months munch that's exciting. Yeah, boring. You know, like ready salted Pringles, original Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you are like. Basic flavours, mate. for <laughs> a basic man.
2: Ashley likes ready salted Pringles, but say more oh, you know about oh, that.
1: Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want... she has Orlando's plane, right? That, honestly, let's like, let's let's talk about some actual sport. I'm just going to say this one thing. There's not been a, a day where I haven't thought about it. Well,
2: though. that's... That's, that's,
1: that's, more of a, that's more of a reflection on me. You, yeah, exactly. You need to get out more. I do need to get out more. Um, and so do you, Kelsey. And you can get out today at a Reg Davis Cup game. Have you been keeping up to date with the latest going on in the Reg Davis Cup? I did do a post. No. This is a test to see of if course, you've read sport content. Of course
2: not. Me. No. I've been busy, mate. I've been busy,
1: busy doing you stuff. have not been busy. You
2: yeah, have. been busy at all. I've
1: been busy, mate. No, not at all. So... What you would have missed in the Reg Davis Cup is that Dursley Town have pulled away of Group C. They won against Chalford in midweek. Um they are actually the only side well, only the the only fixture in Group C today is uh Dursley Town versus Leonard Stanley. Um just the way the fixtures have gone. That, you know, this one was a sort of free week, I think, in potentially in prospect, but yeah, that's the only game in group C. Group A has seen Lydney Town Reserves Continue their perfect start. Both them and Williston are undefeated. Um, Lydney Town reserves have uh, got six wins from six. So the only side at the moment left with 100% record. Um, Wollaston second, Harry Hill third, and Whitecroft in fourth. English Bickner, probably, I would say, still a bit disappointing for me. I think it, I would I probably expected more from Bickner, but there are a couple of sides um, in the competition who have just struggled for consistency, really. Um, fixtures in Group A today. Uh, include Bickner versus Lidbrook I expect Bickner to win that Um, and Lidney Town reserves versus Thornton and of course Williston versus Harry Hill is the big one of course second versus third in that one really you know if Harry Hill can get a the win there and Lidney were to win it's pretty much turning into a one horse race to win group A group B uh, Smith's Barometrics back on top um, extended their lead as well because Brockworth were penned to a 2-2 draw by uh, Frampton Reserves in a game that I've seen on Twitter and been told by a couple of uh, those who were there watching Um, Frampton had a couple of penalties and one of them is what I've been quoted to being told one of the worst decisions they've ever seen uh, for a penalty so you know upsetting Brockworth there Brockworth in second though Charlton Rovers in third Falcons who have had a decent you know, run of it really, and then they had a couple of defeats, so they've been a bit hit and miss. They're in fourth. Fixtures in Group B today include uh, Rovers versus Boybury and Oversford Frampton Reserves, Falcons versus Upton, and Smiths versus Brockworth, so first versus second. So if Smiths were to win that again, starting to build a bit of a gap as we hear in the second half of the uh, group stages in the Reg Davis Cup. Lastly, Group D. Um, which is where we'll dip into when we give Nick McGurk a call in just a second. Um, Abbey Mead—they're uh, at the third on ten points. Civil Service—they've been overtaken now by Long Levens Reserve. So Long Levens Reserve top, then Civil Service into Abbey Mead and Breeden have slipped off a little bit, lost three in a row. Uh, Barma United at the bottom—they've drawn more games than I think everyone else in the t- competition, but are still yet to f- find their first win. Um, they host Winsham Town today, who was is second bottom in a game that, if Barnwood were to win, uh, would be a bit of a morale booster, really, because it's always tough to to go without a win. seems from the reaction from Tyrell and, and Craig, who obviously we know at Barnwood, that the performance of the edge is not getting the results, which, unfortunately, is going to happen when you play teams where half of Group D are in the league above you anyway. But Longleaven's reserves back on top with another 4-0 win today. Abbey Mead Civil Service, as we said, Barnwood at home to Winchcombe, Breeden at home to Stonehouse Town Reserves, and Longlevens Reserves are away at FC Lakeside. Um who, you know, if Lakeside win that they start to uh keep tabs with the top guys as well, depending on the results elsewhere. So it is still all to play for really in the Red Cup. They've played uh six, seven and, and eight games um in the competition, so so far in the group stage they're about halfway through. So still, still a long way to go, but starting to shape up. Yeah, starting to shape up. Starting to shape up and see where Lydney, Lydney are after the next couple of games. Mm. Yeah, six um, from six is a good record, though. Yeah,
2: you? I was going to say you'd expect them to go on and and, and quite comfortably win that um, that group from there.
1: Yeah, I think they're probably a couple of wins away from really securing yeah. the, the, the the league. Well, the group title. You know, if they do beat Wollaston today. That bridges the the gap to to even further, and yeah, it's a long, long way back for the other sides at that point. So, coming up now, we have Nick McGurk, on. going to get him on the phone, the Abbey Mead Rovers manager. Get him live. Yeah, we'll get him live. We'll get him to give you a pitch as to why you should go to Abbey Mead today. (laughs) And good morning to Nick McGurk. How are you, mate? You alright? I'm very good, mate. How are you? I'm all good. I'm all good. Just run through yeah. the uh, the Roger Davis Cup and and how it's all shaping up. You know, it yeah, was a, a good win for for Abbey Mead midweek, and you know you are just just keeping tabs with the the top two. You know what have you made yeah. of the the competition so far and and Wednesday night in particular?
5: It's been great, mate. I mean, it's it's lovely to be back at football. Obviously, uh, we've been locked up for a long period of time. Boys were chomping at the bit. Um, you know, the competition seems to have some strong teams mm-hmm. in it. Uh, there's obviously players from other teams that have not currently got any competitions to play in, so that adds to the to the mix a little bit. Um but yeah it's been it's been it's been really good and, and like you say we're 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 hanging on in there. Um we have a you know a tough game today. We've got a tough week actually. You know, we've got Levens midweek and then I think we got Stonehouse next Saturday as well. So mm. a big a big seven days for us. But uh, overall mate it's been it's been good to be back at football.
1: So if I was sort of said to you before the, the competition started that you know you're going to be about halfway through the group stage and you're only going to be four points off the top sitting in third um, and looking all right what would you have said to that at the start of the competition?
5: I'd have taken it obviously um, you know we're 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 one of those teams that uh, we believe in our ability and our capability we want to be at the top been um, a bit of a transition as you all know but we you know we've started to build Lots of you know decent young lads coming through with a mix of experience has stood us in good stead. So we're we're happy to be in third, uh, but you know we always want to be striving for the for the top spot. So like I said, the next seven days is uh, you know a make or break, I suppose, for us in the cup competition.
1: Because obviously, if you win today for yourself, it takes you effectively uh, what, it's joint joint second. So you know civil service, we we know what they've been about the last couple of years getting promoted from give two and then you know hanging with the big boys as it were in give one so you know they're not a, a bad side by any stretch of the imagination so to be you know level with them at the halfway stage you know what sort of achievement is that for for a club like Abbey Mead uh,
5: to be quite honest yeah, it's a step forward mate and um you know like I said we're always trying to strive for that you know for that next level we want to test ourselves against the teams like you know Civy and um and Levens and, and things like that and just see where we're at but um we had a plan, we've still got it, you know, four-year plan when I took over. Obviously, COVID uh, hasn't helped the situations. So took us back a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's good to test yourself against, you know, the, the top quality players. And I know a lot of the city lads as well. They, they used mm. to play for me years ago. So, yeah, they've got quality. Uh, and, you know, probably the best team we've played so far in the competition, I would suggest.
1: So, you, you know, with the, the group itself, looking at it in front of me, yeah, you know, it's free. Um, div one sides, the rest are uh, div two. Was the idea always, you know, if we can be the, the at least the best of the div two sides, was that sort of a realistic target, or, or did that already cross your mind?
5: Not really. Um, like I said, we we always go out to try and prove ourselves against the best, whoever that is on the day. Um, I suppose the most difficult thing for us at the moment, and the same for everybody playing in cut competitions, is the free games in you know sort of seven days. Um it's, you know, it's, we're getting to sort of breaking point now. And I'm sure other teams are feeling it. You know, watch Long Leavens on Wednesday night. And, you know, you, you know, spider play, didn't he? You know, the remnants mm-hmm. of lots of injuries, etc. So um, I think we always wanted to be, you know, competing and up and around the top. We didn't really have aspirations to be the best of Northern Senior 2. Just, you know, we wanted to we wanted to make sure we get through. So, you know, we're looking to do that.
1: And you mentioned there, you know, the three games in, in seven days—the constant Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday—it was always going to be um, a tough schedule. Is it kind of getting to the point now, kind of what you were sort of alluding to with with long leavens, that you know you you see the benefits for having a bigger squad or anything like that? Because there are some clubs that you know I've sort of documented on Twitter, and it's been talked about on social media, you know, having to play like outfield players in goal because of injuries and. And what have you, you know, from Abbey Mead's perspective? Have you had anything like that at all?
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a difficult situation for us. Um, you know, senior section at Abbey Mead is obviously a work in progress. Uh, we we definitely believe that the five sort of sub rule would have been a better option, or maybe even rolling subs. Mm. But obviously, you know, that would have protected players um, a lot a lot more. But we're in the situation with everybody else in the competition. In my opinion, it's probably not ideal, but, you know, we're on a level playing field. Uh, and like I said, you know, we have got, you know, we've got a reserve team that play in, I think they're in stride three or something like that. So it's quite, quite a step up. So it's it's difficult sometimes to get the guys up into that standard. But, you know, we've, we've been fortunate. Um, we have had injuries and we've got a few long-term ones. But like I said, we're in it with everybody else. And I'm sure they're feeling as much pressure as we are with regards to people.
1: You mentioned your, your four year plan uh, at Abbey Mead. Um, yeah. You know, sort of seeing the, the progression on the pitch um, from a, a playing perspective. Um, what else has changed, sort of, in your, your tenure at the club so far, and, and what's ahead for Abbey Mead in the future?
5: Well, we're hoping, you know, uh, we, we, we're looking at leases now, so long term leases, so we can sort of put some investment into the teams and also into the uh, sort of infrastructure. Um, we want to make sure that you know if we can get a team of people that can compete at the highest level, we've got the facilities to be able to you know bring those guys through. Um, you know we're, we're we're a long way behind the likes of Tuffley and Longlevens. We get that, uh, but what we are starting to do now is a pathway for you know young players coming through. And um, you know we 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 entered the floodlit league, albeit we didn't have the correct facilities. Um, turned out that you know no muck remind Graham Hill who. Runs Long Levens 18s. You know we sort of amalgamated the two. Um, you know, and so it's benefiting both clubs in a way uh, that we we start bringing youth through because Abbey Mead do run 50 teams. I think it is of of youth uh, players, um, but a lot of them when they get to 16 haven't got that pathway into sort of senior football. So. For us, it's it's about retaining those people, so they don't, you know, all always leave. Going to contradict myself, mate. You're going to talk to me about my son, I'm sure, but (laughs) you know, it's uh, it's definitely a way forward for us. And again, we want to progress. And the four year plan, you know, I'm not going to hide any secrets about it. Was to get into the, you know, into the League in four years. And like I said, COVID's had a bit of a a setback for us, but that's what we're looking to achieve.
1: And do you think it's a realistic uh, target, even without the the Do you think, you know, going from, from Div 2 to, to the current league, how realistic of an ambition do you believe that to be?
5: Uh, I think I believe it a little bit more now. Like I said, having this competition, playing against some of the, you know, the teams in the Northern Senior One, we're not a million miles away from them. Like I said, there's some fantastic teams in there with some great players. But, um, you know, I think we could make that step up. Uh, and I believe we could compete, you know, with some additions. Uh, and like I said, you know, I'm always, I'm always very ambitious. Um, you know, and I'd probably put myself under too much pressure. But, you know, you've got, to have a, you've got to have a goal, haven't you? And you've got to set yourself targets. And we'll continue to do that at Abbey lot you
1: know? And you mentioned, uh, obviously, uh, Callum, who yeah. is, is sort of broken in at, at Long 11, has got his uh, opportunity, um, as you said, with with injuries and, you know, slots opening up and trying to get minutes into as many players as possible. You know, he yeah. came on against Tuffley and he started against... Uh, Bishop's Cleave played the, the full night midweek. Yeah. And, you know, he seems to be coming on leaps and bounds, growing in confidence, as I said to you, um, you know, when we were speaking about it. You know, what's yeah. it been like for you to to sort of stand there and, and see him develop? Well,
5: I mean, mate, obviously, you know, I'm always proud of his achievements. I think I've documented that on Twitter. Like, you know, he's, he's a great lad. And, um, you know, he's, he's obviously been in the system for quite a long period of time, whether it be academy football, you know, and, and so on. Um, and now he's he's making that next step into sort of you know the adult game. Uh, some people adapt to it quite quickly. Some take a period of time. And to be fair, uh, to be fair, the spider and and, and, the, and the lads down there they've been absolutely fantastic with him and um, giving him time. You know, uh, coaching him and making sure that you know the time's right for him. Um, but to be fair, the car. I think he spoke with spider and said, "Look, you know, I'm frustrated on the on the bench sometimes because he feels he could do a bit better." And he wants he wants some game time, mate. And uh, and fairness to Spider, he's given it him. And uh, and I think Carl's trying his best to prove that uh, he's made the right decision. So he's enjoying it. Spider's been great, um, you know. And and obviously, you know, it's nice to get down and watch it when I can.
1: He he seems like a a, a quiet lad. To be fair, I mean, I've not really had too much conversation with him when I do see him, and obviously in person. But you know. What was he like as a as a youngster? I mean, it's weird. I'm saying he's only just turned seventeen, but you know, yeah. has he changed in terms of personality, or has he always been quite quiet?
5: Well, no. I mean, you know, as a youngster, he, he was uh, he was always quite outgoing and uh, opinionated. I think as as he as he become older you know and I think that step into adult football is probably you know he he's within himself he doesn't want to be the center of attention so he's just getting to know the guys and you know as as that uh, progresses I'm sure you'll you'll come out of his shell and you'll see a more confident side um you know he's he's always been you know in in his football career you know growing up uh somebody that puts a lot of pressure on himself to be the best again you know and that's probably my fault rather than his um but, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he is quite a, a, an outgoing guy. Once you get to know him, uh, you know, and again, I'm going to say this, he's, he's, a, he's a really nice person and, uh, you know, a credit to, uh, to him um, and, and me and his mum as well. Like, you know, so, yeah, you know, he, I'm sure he'd have, I'd love to have a catch-up maybe on the coach today if you're going on it, you know, that might be the, uh, the time to have it.
1: Well, Nick, now is the perfect opportunity. Kelsey yeah. still undecided on the game. We've already discussed Abbey Mead at me. home. Yeah. Sell it this to me. This is a Dragon's Den style. This is a, well, you don't have to say it too much because, you know, we've just had the chat there about how Abbey Mead are improving, you know, competing against yeah. the big boys. I mean, hopefully Kelsey's listening to this, like, and taking in what we're, we're talking about. I've, I'm trying to help you here. So, yeah. you know, what, what would you say to Kelsey to, to, to say, you know, come to Abbey Mead, come and enjoy... Some Abbey Mead football, courtesy of Nick McGurk. get Nick McGurk masterclass.
5: Well, I, I suppose, yeah. First and foremost, you know, what a pleasure to stand alongside me and, 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 and listen to some <laughs> extraordinary coaching. Uh, but we've got the likes that you. Russ Williams is coming down and bringing beer, so I don't know if that you know floats your boat. We've got a pop-up dugout. You know, to keep the sun off your back, if that needs be. Uh, the grass has been freshly cut, so hopefully the football will be of an exceptional quality.
1: Kelsey's uh, a man who likes drinking tea, and he likes the old <laughs> tea at a football game. What's the tea service like? What's the tea game like? Who's the, it's, what, Russ, it's Russ Williams, the tea man.
5: Uh, Russ Williams, as you know, is definitely not a tea man. Uh, you know, <laughs> nothing that's not alcoholic doesn't pass that boy's lips, I'm sure. Uh, but I'll, I'll run upstairs in a minute and I'll, I'll get the, the missus out of bed. Uh, we'll get the tea urn on. Um, you know, we'll put uh, 14 tea bags and 25 sugars in it for well, him. What, and we'll brand make sure that. what brand
1: of tea are we talking here?
5: Well, I, I, I can only suggest that he's probably quite a, a posh guy at heart. So we'll go for a bit of an Earl Grey, maybe. Um, and if, if we need to we'll just go for the uh, Morrison's own brand if he if he finds his slumming it with the rest of us like you
1: know he's loving that yeah, yeah. Morris, I think you sold him on the Morrison's own brand <laughs> happy days it's a great happy advert day. for having me that's a great advert for Morrison's <laughs> that really I, I should get uh, some rights for that payments hopefully <laughs> <laughs> well Nick obviously thanks very much for, for joining us on the, the show today and yeah, good luck in your game uh, this afternoon. I can't wait to hear Kelsey's thoughts on it when he goes.
5: <laughs> Brilliant, guys. Enjoy your day. Thanks very much. Cheers,
1: Nick. Thank you. Catch you soon. Bye-bye. Come on, Kelsey. It's got to be Harry Meade, hasn't it? You're going to get <laughs> to see Russ Williams, of all people. Celebrity. Uh, is, is that
2: supposed to make me want to go? I did. So I didn't <laughs> want to say that. I did. But
1: I haven't seen Russ in ages. No, good we haven't. Crack. Yeah,
2: we haven't seen Russ. Oh, gosh. ends
1: up at does he? Russ Williams. Sure.
2: Unbelievable, mate.
1: Well, he does live that area. See him walking around in his old Tuffley mm. gear. <laughs> New Tuffley gear that actually you'll be able to get at athletesports.co.uk. Yeah. there for the week's uh, kit reveals that we did. That's exciting. But yeah, Abbey Mead, at home to Chelmsham Silver Service, as Nick says there, you know, Abbey Mead is a, a club that are under a four-year plan mm. trying to, uh, just, just trying to grow and achieve. Mm. And if anything, it actually ties in fantastically well to the clip I wanted to play. Of the appearance that I had on a View from the Stands is podcast on Sunday, you can view it on sevensport. dk and also if you just go straight to YouTube, search a View from the Stands, uh, you'll see a profile for a channel with a little cartoon face on it of uh, Josh Ring, and I joined him to have a chat about Seven Sport. Everything that myself and Kelsey do, how we got started, our views on local football, and how you know we can influence that and the growth of Gloucestershire football. And one thing that we spoke about was clubs and how they can expand committees, that kind of thing. And it ties in perfectly because Abingdon are a club that you know follow that sort of trend. So this is me on YouTube, on a view from the stands, talking about clubs in the county and how they can develop.
0: When you when you have this role that you do and you get to go and see loads of different games and the spread of it um, I guess what sort of things do you do you really enjoy when you rock up to these different uh, grounds or, or, or venues or even like you know uh, pitches, uh so to speak because not as you said some of the the, the games you'll go and see it's just a, a local council pitch or whatever what what is it that you really enjoy and guess are maybe some things you may have took for granted before the pandemic? And now you're going to come back. You might really enjoy that and lap it up. What are some of those things, Ryan?
1: It's the interaction. You know, simple, It's, it's simply that, you know, the interaction with, you know, players, with the coaches, with, you know, fans, the committees of, of every club that, you know, we go to. Um, you know, they all ask how we are. They all, you know, say it's great that we're there to, to watch and support because they know that that's what we're there to do. We're there to, to show them that, you know, we care. We, we care enough that we're here. And, you know, we enjoy being here. We make no, um, we don't deny that. We always say how how much we enjoy going to every single place we go to. And that was something that I took for granted that, you know, I'm seeing people now uh, at games this week, for example, that you know, I haven't seen for about six months. Mm. And, you know, it's weird that, you know, I've got them as friends on Facebook or I've got their number and things like that. But it's a physical face-to-face, you know, seeing them, you um, seeing the enjoyment that they're going through because, you know, they're, for example, committee members, they're supporting that club. They're a part of that club because they love it as well. And then there's that mutual connection that, that I have in particular, not to say Kelsey doesn't have it, but I have in particular in with other people that, you know, they would always come to me because they recognise that I am there to, to you know, do the same thing that they're doing. And that is supporting that club and, you know, showing that Gloucester football you know, is thriving and that people do enjoy it, which, you know, is a major, major thing for me. How important, in your opinion, are these
0: committee members to the long-term longevity of football clubs? And, you know, the fact that there's some people who, because we're so used to the, the, the elite game being pushed in our, in our faces on the TV streams, but, you know, a lot of clubs have done so well to survive this pandemic and be able yep. to carry on. And when we say survive, we mean being able to run, being able to financially, viably carry on. How important are those committee members and, and volunteers at football
1: clubs, in your opinion, Ryan? They're probably, as if not more important than the players themselves. Because you look at the clubs that, the, you know, we, we go and watch week in, week out and, and, you know, have interaction or have whoever from that club on, on our show. Uh, every Saturday morning it it is that, you know, those committee members, they're the ones that are going to have the foresight to try and expand the club off the pitch. The players do a great job at every single club at at doing what they do on it. But you need someone with that drive, that determination off the pitch to say, right, as a club, where are we going? What are we looking to do? You know, the competition that everyone is after the same prize. But in order for us to, to thrive on the pitch, a lot of clubs are saying, well, we need to thrive off it. And if they haven't got a good committee or, you know, a rich owner, you know, it would be delightful for everybody to have that. <laughs> but if they do not have a strong committee of, you know, different voices and different opinions, because not every committee is going to have the same like-minded people. Mm. Um, you know, some committees may be divided on on things that are going to be happening at certain clubs and, and that's just a part of life. But the clubs that are thriving at the moment and are continuing to grow in and, and survive in this, pandemic most comfortably if, if that's possible are the ones that have a strong committee that you know are backing the club 100% no matter what and you cannot underestimate the importance of having those people at the club because you can have the most talented 11 players on that pitch any any given Saturday but if off the pitch you haven't got the people giving you the backing giving you support giving you everything you need the club's going nowhere and, mm-hmm. and, and that's the realisation that, that I think a lot of clubs have gotten and, and you know I as someone who interacts with a lot of clubs and a lot of people from a lot of clubs I'm very proud of, of how the committees run their clubs in, in the county and I think that you know they all do the best that they can to, to grow every club going forward. For the best sports coverage in the West visit 7 UK. And we're back on 7sport that was the vaccines with If You Wanna and before that it was my uh, a clip of me on YouTube when I joined Josh Ring on a View from the Stands last week. You can view that on YouTube.com. Just search a View from the Stands. So, Carlos, okay, so if you actually watched the, the 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 podcast, yeah, I told you already. I've watched it. mate. Yeah, I remember you did actually. Um, so the <laughs> clip there that I played was the clip about the um, strength that clubs have around the county with. Uh, strong committees and how important the committee members are to uh, those clubs in, in order to, to thrive. And, you know, I would say, cos we know and, and we speak to a lot of clubs weekly, daily, that sort of thing. And, you know, a lot of clubs are expanding and looking to, to try and, you know, improve year by year, which is exciting times for everybody. Yeah, without a doubt. I think, you
2: yeah, know, it's sort of why we try to give them as much coverage as we do. Because uh, Gloucestershire football is 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 thriving, as we've said on on many different occasions, you know. So, exciting times.
1: Uh, it's exciting times for for us as well. If everyone's been following Seven Sports uh, Seven Sport on the website this week, there's been a lot going on. We've confirmed the brand new Cuff, uh, Cuffley Rovers Cuffley <laughs> Rovers kits. Um, they are the first kits to be produced by Athlete Sports directly. Athlete Sports uh, branded kits and. Yeah, You can view them on social media, on Toughly social media, Athlete Sports show, social media, and also on our website as well. Have you seen the kits, girls? What have you made I of them?
2: have. Yeah, they're, they're class, are not they? The they're, blue third kit yeah.
1: for me is outstanding.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, although I do I, I do really like the home kit. I mean, mm. they're all good. They're all good kits, but the, the, I think the home kit's probably my favourite.
1: And, of course, the away kit that's been designed um, using the inspiration and the concept kit of Heart Heroes, the charity that Toughly Rovers partner. Um, it's green with pink on it. And as I put in the post, uh, just describing the kits um, and my opinions on them, I can't wait to see Warren Man wearing pink socks. <laughs> That's what yeah. I want. Pink socks. Mm-hmm. Warren Man in them. I um, don't think
2: he can wind people up anymore as much as he does <laughs> he's wearing it, pink socks. It gives socks. me
1: sort of Windsor awake, awake vibes when mm-hmm. they have the black with the pink on it. Um, yeah, they like it with that. Um, also on 7Sports website, we've been confirming a participant in this year's 7Sports Shield each day. And then on Friday, we confirmed the host club for 2022. So this year's 7Sports Shield is going to be at Cinderford Town. The Causeway is the host club, uh, host of the ground, sorry. And they'll be joined by Fairford Town, Newent Town and Tuffley Rovers. That's due to start the week commencing the 12th of July. So semi, semi-final one will be uh, Tuesday the 13th, semi-final two, Wednesday the 14th, and then finals day on Saturday the 17th of May. Are we excited for that, Kels? We yeah, excited for some for sure Well, always, mate.
2: You know, I mean, we were excited for it uh, this year before, well, last year, so I should say, before COVID took hold. We did think that we could possibly get it on for pre-season last year, but we thought, well, we'll leave it, you know, do it next year. Wet people's appetite, you know. Get them in. Get them anticipating. Um, so yeah, it should be always is a good, good week, uh, a good finals day as well. And last year, well, last time we ran the tournament, saw plenty of goals in the final. Yeah. Six five, it was in the end. We well, saw it, plenty so. of goals that whole week. Well, it? yeah, um, absolutely high scoring through. And we actually saw, even saw a red card as well in one of the games.
1: Yeah, we did in the final. In the yeah. final, it was a red card, which you can't believe. Um, mm. But then we also confirmed that in 2022, looking ahead uh, for the next year, it will be going to Long Levens. Long Leavens hosting the 2022 Seven Sports Shield. We um, also spoke to, to Spider and, well, Craig Martin on that one. Um, he gave us a bit of an insight in regards to the groundworks that are happening at Sawmills, including a new hospitality um, shipping container that's been brought in. Um, from Sirencester to Town, and they're looking just to refurb that, get that open in time for next season. So a lot going on, looking ahead to the future, looking to run seven sports shields every year. Um, and yeah, exciting. It'll be staying in Gloucester again um, on t- in 2022. Already starting to think potential how, how it can shape up team-wise. Obviously, the, the champions will be invited back, so could potentially see one of the four that are there this year.
2: Yeah, well, uh, you know we're not obviously not going to see uh, champions from from the last seven sports shield. Yeah, obviously, we're invited back, Charlton Saracens, but uh, they won't be participating this year. But you know we're happy with the with the clubs that we've got. We've got uh, good good quality, good good mix of teams as well. Delighted that Fairford are in it. Of course you are. Up the Fairford, come on the boys. They're my they're my pick for to win it all, mate. As you can imagine, as you can imagine, of course throw it out they
1: are. There. We're only just the first of May; still got <laughs> two months before the competition. I'm just, usually. I'm
2: just, I'm just trying to get people riled up, mate. You know, get people talking about it.
1: You're trying to rile people up. That's yeah. what I heard there. You're trying to rile our public up.
2: Yeah. Why not?
1: Craig Martin could be listening to this. yeah oh,
2: Craig Martin's riled up at anything I say, anyway. So
1: <laughs> he, in a statement, well, in the, the little. Quote I got from him for the uh, host of uh, 2022. He started by saying, Well, after we ditched him for this year. So he's already, <laughs> yeah, he's already not happy. That's what I said to him. Look, was sweet that, me, That's you that ditched him. in the deal. Me. And, you know, you host it. <laughs> and there we go. But, you know, so your your tip's Fairford, is it? Well, to be fair, well, I, did, I did put it in there. I, well, I think Fairford will probably be the team you'd want to avoid and draw. I think yeah, every well, other team will look at that and say, as long "Yeah, you don't I don't mean, draw just
2: for 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 what they have in terms of their squad at the moment, you know, I think on paper they've probably got the strongest squad mm. in that tournament." I'm um,
1: excited. I'm excited yeah. to see what, what yeah we can uh, what we can do down at the Causeway. Yeah, lovely little ground. Lovely, lovely club.
2: Mm-hmm. Shira
1: Tate's already wanting to get involved. Already wants to sponsor the of course, mate. The the tro- well, the the new trophy is going to be for the uh, man of the match. Also, the something that, something I was
2: going to I was going to uh, broach to you off air, but I am going to say it on air because it's probably funnier. Um, is I don't know where the Seven Sports Shield is, the actual shield itself. I think it's still at my parents' house, but it's not. It wasn't in my car, so we might need to get a new shield, mate.
1: I think I've got it.
2: Have you have you got it? Have you? I
1: think I may have it. Yeah, I think you
2: actually. That's a good point. You might have it. You yeah. might you might have it. But yeah, we'll have to I'm we'll have to do sure a search for it that. Out of your car, yeah. We'll have to do a search for that because uh, if not, um, we need to get a new shield. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we'll be fine.
1: I'm hoping I've got it.
2: I'm sure we'll be fine. Obviously, we'll uh, we'll have a chat with Laura at Chrome Awards as well for our uh, Man of the Match trophy for the final, which will be delightful. What? What are you looking at me that for? Just
1: throw it out there. You don't know where the shield is, man. <laughs> Pressure now that I could have it. I'll have to. Well, my, ma- my mum's pi-
2: just texted me saying that, that it's not there, so you must have it.
1: If I've got it, then you'll get a picture of me with it later. <laughs> after I've had a couple of drinks, after going back to the <laughs> long clubhouse.
2: Bottle of cactus jacks on something for you, as normal.
1: Oh, never again. <laughs> Let's get Brad here on the phone. Let's get him talking. Whilst,
2: whilst we're getting Brad here on the phone, obviously, just a quick shout out. We've had the. Uh, the new NFL podcast is up on the website. The Zone Bridge podcast is there, Morning ready to, for you all.
1: To Brad Keer, live on 7Sport. How are you, mate? Hiya mate. How are you doing, buddy? All good, mate. All good. Now, you know, starting off, Finn Hamlet's goal. What, what are you talking about? You said oh, Finn and
4: Hamlet. Where do we start? The turn, the touch, and the finish. Excellent.
1: Are you described That's it to me casket. as a fluke? Have you, have you changed your mind on that now?
4: Yeah, I've watched it back a few times. It does look like he's actually meant it this time um we did find out after the game that his girlfriend was watching she doesn't normally come and watch so um that probably is why he turned into prime lampard around 60 minutes in
1: Ah, oh, is that it you know if you don't want a teammate like that surely you want a teammate that's going to give you 100% all the time surely
4: well that is a problem we have mate so i think we're trying to get scarlet a season ticket now
1: <laughs> so anyway mate how's the, the tournament gone from from a Lydney perspective and, and from a personal perspective how much have you enjoyed it?
4: Yeah, it's been good mate um, well, I think we're doing okay um, we'd like to finish in the top two obviously um, on a personal perspective I've got a chocolate hamstring so all these games aren't good for me I'm struggling <laughs> a bit but yeah, no, it's been good
1: are you, are you in the squad today or have I picked an... Yeah, player? in
4: the squad um, see how it goes
1: so you're not, oh, it Sounds like you might not start there mate You're not, <laughs> not filling me with confidence here
4: well,
1: we'll see, mate. Who knows? <laughs> well, you know, life at Lidney, you know, being back after the long uh, layoff, you know, Lidney doing all right in the, the Hellenic Cup and obviously the Twos doing okay in the the Reg Davis Cup. It always seems to be when we have a, a Lidney player on, we always ask, what's the mood of the, the whole club like in the camp?
4: Yeah, it's good at the minute, mate, to be fair. Everyone's buzzing around there. Like the seconds doing quality. Um, we're obviously quite happy where we are and pushing on for next season now.
1: And how together are you as a, as a club, and you know, particularly within the the squad of players? I saw that a few of the first teamers were were watching the the reserve side uh, in midweek. You know, how close yeah, it's are really you? really
4: together. To be fair, and after the game, everyone's like staying back and having a beer, so it's real good social as well. To be fair,
1: because obviously, you know, Rich Thomas um, sort of tweeted when I said the the idea of getting you on the show. He said, "What a conversation that would be in the morning." You know, how excited were you when, you know, you got the call up? The oh call up mate, gone? absolutely
4: buzzing. Well, I've been shadow boxing since nine am, ready for the call. <laughs> get myself soaked up.
1: Yeah, because obviously we've had we have had on? We've had Rich Thomas a couple of times. We've had Geordie Sheen on. Mm. I think you're the third Liddy player I think we've had on.
4: So yeah, they're probably a little bit more sensible than me, so you probably ain't gonna get much sense out of me to be fair, compared <laughs> to the others.
1: But Well you've done all right oh, so far. Well, what do you mean you're not sensible? You're you're <laughs> Big burly forward, you you know what you're doing, mate. You got your got ability. <laughs> Don't
4: know about that, mate. I'll shin a few in this season, but that's
1: about it, probably. <laughs> you know, coming back to to Lidney, obviously before the the break, you know, it was a fairly okay uh, season for for Lidney and and yourself. You got a, a winner against Westfields that that did the rounds on Twitter as well. You know, what it did you a bit of
4: Twitter fame.
1: What did you make of the, the season before the, 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 the stoppage and the, the tail of the season?
4: It's Good, it's just been a bit weird really. It's a bit like stop and start. Obviously it's hard to get a good run of games going, but um this is my first season with Lydney really, mm. so I didn't really know what to expect. Um yeah, it's been good. Like sometimes we it's consistency more than anything I think with us.
1: Yeah. And did you find the the step up to to play for Lydney difficult or? <laughs> Because you seem to do all right, you went on a run of scoring a few goals in in a row, and you, as I said, you scored against uh, two against Westfield in the end. Um, yeah, you, I see, think you seem about to do all right. That.
4: Um, yeah, you get kicked last, which is obviously a bonus.
1: You are saying you get kicked when you were who? Were you playing for before?
4: Played for Whitecroft
1: before. Yeah, I imagine you get kicked when you play for Whitecroft. <laughs> who runs their Twitter account, Whitecroft? Actually, this is a question that uh, I've wondered I for a say. while. I can't say. Because it's, it's, it's the most bizarre Twitter account I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I
4: can't say, mate. I've sworn
1: to secrecy.
2: It's, it's Brackeard. You, it.
1: you must run it. You, you must run it. Sure. No, it's not me, mate. <laughs> Wait, when are you going to start running the Lydney account? When's Rich Thomas handing it over to you? Well, I'm going
4: to have to get on to him, mate. I think he could do with some more entertainment
1: on that. Come on, then. This is your pitch. You're pitching the idea of you taking over the, the Twitter account. What are you bringing to the Twitter account? What are you bringing <laughs> to the game?
4: To be fair, mate, I can't really, I don't think I'm ever going to match Rich Thomas's 30,000 retweets for the flooded pitch.
1: Yeah, but that's not him, though. That's that's Mother Nature, and he's just happened to be <laughs> oh, there yeah. to take a snap. He's claiming the credit. He's yeah, he's the credit the for the that.
4: Well, who knows, mate, just let me have a trial run at it and see how it goes.
1: Exactly that. That's, <laughs> we used to start the campaign, get Brad yeah. even a bank holiday weekend, or you know 24 hours, just in your control, and just watch the the follows come in. That's exactly that. Exactly mate. what's going to happen. In terms of your your, your Lydney teammates, you, you all seem to to have a laugh on on social media, and and obviously the the banter that, that I witnessed over the the last couple of days was exciting. You know, who is the the joker of the pack at Lydney? Oh, I
4: Don't know, mate. That's a hard one to say. Um, definitely not Sam Elliott. He's the most
1: boring. We'll have you know, he's just given us the big follow this morning, so we won't have a bad word against Sam <laughs> Elliott today. <laughs>
4: no, I don't know. It's
1: a hard one. I reckon you're up there from the sound of it, mate.
4: Gotta be
1: up there, but you can't back yourself, can you? Yeah, you can. You yeah, have the confidence, mate. We, we endorse <laughs> you to go for it. Are we getting a fine? Yeah, would you get a fine if you, if you back yourself. I imagine which time well, I listen to this. Like, yeah, really he's probably games. listening. I might get
4: some stick when I turn up later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, you're you're in a squad, mate, and, and you know, you have a good game. You don't get the, the curse of the seven sport, uh, but it's for breakfast sort of appearance that sometimes happens. I should have probably told you that before getting you on that that does happen sometimes. No pressure on you, though, mate. It's you, up nah, to you. Nah, mate, the no planet. pressure. So, you know, after the game tonight. The reserves are playing as well. Are you going to hang around, watch and, you know, just take that Yeah, in?
4: double header, a few beers. Can't beat it. Nice sunny day. Lovely.
1: And if you obviously win, you get through to the next round of the the Challenge Cup. You know, what would a, a win mean to yourself?
4: Yeah, that's what we're trying to aim for, really. We want to come in that top two. Obviously, Cleve um, dominated that group, really. But we set ourselves a challenge to then become the second best, really.
1: Well, obviously, you're going into the... To the game today, knowing that you know, out of all the Bishops games, you're the only one who you know took a point off them. Yeah, you know, is that something to look at and think? You know, if we can build on that, then, then who knows what we can do?
4: Yeah, that's it. So, we have had a couple of good performances, really. Like I said before, it's about keeping that consistency and producing it week in week out for us. Um, the last lit game against Long Levens was again a close game, and uh.
1: Well, if Sam didn't do that dubious back pass, who knows what the uh, result would have been. That's two you've <laughs> thrown out, Sam Elliott. The
4: I'm absolutely digging him out today. He is gonna he's going to have, have going to
1: have you when you turn up. If, to be fair, obviously, oh, so you're, a, a, you're a big big forward, as we said. If there's probably one person in the Lydney team that probably, for for someone who's an outsider looking in and say he'd have you, it probably is yeah, Sam Elliott. He's a scary Sam. bloke. That's it.
4: We're just fighting for Alpha male. <laughs>
1: And obviously go looking ahead going forward for, for Lydney, obviously this is a good chance to you know get games under your belt, looking ahead to, to next season and seeing what you can do. You know, how excited are you for the for, you know, upcoming seasons with Lydney at the moment? Yeah,
4: that's, yeah, it's looking quite promising really. If we can keep this group of players that we have now and, and build on it for next season, yeah, it's really promising.
1: Well, Brad, we uh look forward to seeing you hopefully in action later on yeah. today at the rec. I'll be there commentating. Kelsey won't be, he's ditched us, mate. So, you know, I'm having to stick together. I'm coming to Lydney, I'm making the trip, making the effort to come to the wreck and see the <sighs> boys play that, against Long Levens, and uh, hopefully you save a performance for us.
4: Nice one, cheers boys.
1: Cheers Brad, thanks very much for joining us. Take it steady, mate. Brad here, join us on the show this morning. He seems like a right laugh, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. He almost seems like the Lydney version of Isaac Johns. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know what to expect from that without the, without the, lived up without the Johnny without Bravo the swear, look likes. without the swear, yeah, word. Well, like, it's like kept told, it clean. That's
2: what I've told you before, mate. Only Long Levins players swear on the swear on the show, and um, you.
1: I don't swear on the show. Well, I've sworn on. I swore on a commentary this week. Look, uh, happens the yeah. slip of the tongue. repeating what <laughs> Mark Pritchett said to me. Repeat, you know, repeating what my elders have done. But I, being honest, I'm sorry, now I'm worried that I don't have the shield here, so I'm going to have to <laughs> look for that. <laughs> Thank God that's well, a social I'm, media I'm, boycott. I, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't have
2: time. I'm, I'm sure it's somewhere, mate. I'm sure it's, sure, I'm sure it's somewhere. I'm pretty sure it's here. <laughs> I'm, I'm 90% sure it's there. It's, uh, if not, it's uh, it's probably in my my uh, like holder thing that I've got in the back of the car where I dump all of my stuff. It's probably you just you saying you dump the shield? Yeah, of course, mate.
1: Jesus.
2: Well, you Jesus. bring it out once a year and then... Put it in the back of the car. Ah, <laughs> oh,
1: well, we've got to find the shield. That's what we've got to do, but we're out of time. Out of time for the, the shows. Quickly,
2: before we go, um, just give a quick shout-out uh, to my parents. It's their wedding anniversary on Monday. 24 years of, Lovely. of well, happy marriage, um, we shall say. Hopefully, anyway.
1: <laughs> happy marriage until you came along, son.
2: Yeah, probably. You know, got nothing but trouble me. Nothing but trouble. Leaving so. all your stuff in the
1: house. <laughs> going to go live with someone else. And then leaving your stuff there. How dare you. Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah, happy anniversary for, for Monday to, to my mum and dad. I'm sure I'll pop round at some point. You in know. fact, you
1: don't even know if you're going to go round there.
2: <laughs> I know that it? I will. Of course I know that. Of course I'm going round. For, uh, have you got them a present? Have I got them a present? Yes, I have, actually. What
1: have you got? Don't
2: ask me what I've got them when they're listening. What have you got? <laughs> I'm not telling you
1: how much I'll was, tell you I'll tell you I'll tell you off you the that.
2: air the value of it is is zero because their present is my presence oh
1: Jesus <laughs> hopefully <laughs> Abby Mead will have your presence as well today <laughs> I'm glad I won't have it when I go to Lindy vs Long Levens as I said obviously we are part of the social media boycott so we aren't uh, currently tweeting anything um, off a 7Sport account over this weekend I will however be sending a uh, tweet later on with the link to the live commentary, Town versus Longleavens, live on the rack in a winner-takes-all um, contest in the Challenge Cup. Good luck to all sides playing today, in particular Stonehouse Town, away at Bassett. If they can get the win there, then obviously they join Brimscombe for up in the next round as well. So we're hopeful that takes place. Also, congratulations to Turfley Rovers Development and Hartbury University, who have won their respective groups in the Chairman's Cup. Um, in the last couple of days. Stick to 7 UK for all the updates. On Tuesday, we're going to have a team of the month and a player of the month an Athlete Sport, a uh, player of the month and a 7Sparks team of the month for you. Um, mm. So look out for those. But. Thanks very much for for listening. As Kelsey said, check out the NFL podcast on the website. We'll and we'll have a new one Spotify
2: on well. uh, new one on Tuesday as well. I know we did say at the end of the podcast we do it every two weeks, but obviously with the draft happening, we're going to do it. We've done the preview. We're going to do the, draft, we're gonna do the uh, review. The yeah, we're going to do the review of it on uh, on Monday night, and that'll be up on Tuesday. Um, and yeah, and then just every couple of weeks. From then up until the season starts, and it'll be weekly again. So
1: Listen to all the 7Sport content, including the commentaries of the last week, on Spotify, Anchor FM, and also now on stuff like Google Podcasts as well. Just search 7Sport, and we should come up. But thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit 7